What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on all social platforms at ZanWarning. Today is part two of my conversation with Paul and Ann from the Wrestling Card Price Guide. If you didn't listen to part one, make sure to go back and check that out in the archives. Today, we talk about how Paul is able to keep the website updated with the current trends and pricing, and just other general observations that Paul sees within these sets as he's working on them, and how the market fluctuates. What's hot, what's not, and what's even available. With some of these sets and some of these cards, they're so rare that it makes it hard to come up with a market evaluation or a general price for it. But before we get into part two of this conversation with Paul and Ann from the Wrestling Card Price Guide, I just want to remind everybody listening of a few ways that you can help show your support for this show. The easiest thing you can do, and it's free, hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, copy the link to the podcast, send it to them in a text, maybe an email, maybe on social media, and you can tag me in it. Leave a review on whatever popular podcast platform you are listening to this on. That's one of the better ways to get this in front of more people's eyes and more listeners. Check out the original place that I started putting out content, YouTube, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. Lots of great videos, sets, interviews, stuff like that on there. If you dig it, please like some of those videos that you do like, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Again, it's free. The Worlds Collide podcast, myself and Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com, talking all things wrestling cards. Two different opinions, but one show. Lots of good information. Please subscribe to that as well. The Wrestling With Cards Patreon community, where you can contribute as little as $1 a month, and that money helps go to offset costs that go into producing content, as well as building a community and getting the community's voice heard. There are tiers there where you can request shows, you can come onto the show to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, and again, just building the community with that money going back into this podcast and my YouTube channel. Links to the eBay store, links to buy me a coffee if you so choose, because i got to stay caffeinated while I'm recording these shows. Again, everything I've spoke about, links to all of that stuff is in the show notes of this episode. But let's get into part two of my conversation with Paul Anand from the Wrestling Card Price Guide. Let's go. If so yeah it does and that actually leads me into my next question which was kind of how do you keep the guide somewhat up to date again it's a guide it's not supposed to reflect the exact prices at that exact moment but what are some ways that you just go about updating how often do you update and what references are you using since covid i've been doing it more since i've been speaking um on these podcasts and stuff i've been i've been taking it a little more seriously because i realize that a lot more people are, are on the site now than than have been before um i you know I, every year i would give at christmas time i would give a rough look but there's stuff that's still out from some of the early releases some of the flares are on i would say in the last two months i've gone over a lot of it specifically the WCW stuff, uh, Dodge and Rose. I'm more interested in stuff that I know people are looking at. Um, there's a lot of stuff there, several hundred sets. So it's hard to go back um, and, 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 and be accurate all the time. Because like I say, I can go today and go on to, to 130 point and update a bunch of things and next week that's wrong. So not wrong, but the market has changed. Like even sure. the WCW All-Stars now, two weeks ago with Savage was 2,000. Now it's back down to about 1,000, 1,200. Like that's a big difference, right? Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that when we're talking about that set because I've been watching those prices very carefully. But just for general prices, we all know prices have gone up. We all seen what's happened with the, uh, the, the, 
the, the base cardinals in, in early stuff. But you know, I've gone back and hit some of that stuff. For example, that paradox of how a 85 set might be worth 25 bucks, but hey, the Hogan by itself is worth 50. So when you have one card that's worth more than the sum total of the rest. So I've gone back and cherry picked some of those sets and, and gotten, gotten those right. Um, and it's being done through these eBay souls. Uh, again, it's not exact science because again, that, that information changes day to day, but that's the idea. Yeah, just a guide, but that's good information on how you can compile that information. Um, what would you say is a set or sets or type of cards in the price guide that has the most fluctuation that you're constantly having to go back and look back and forth, back and forth? There isn't one particular set, but again, over the last nine months with the, the spike in prices, a lot of stuff um, has, has risen. So, you know, the, these all-stars and, and the, the WCW autographs, because they're so hot now, there's so many people looking, we're zeroing in on them. But I'm sure there's more than what I've actually been doing. I'm sure there's a lot of sets. Like, I'm real big on the FLIR stuff. Um, those are my favorite releases from 2000 to 2005, all, all those sets. And, you know, like we see some of those going up, a lot of the girls going up, but then some of it laying flat. Like, uh, you know, relic cards, for example. Yeah. They've not done so well, unfortunately. And I have a ton of them. Um, but some of the autographs have done well for example, and some particular like 2002 uh, Royal Rumble set has four uh, base rookies, you know, so some, some of them better, better than others, but um, I don't really have a straight answer for you on what sets in particular. There's, I don't want to use the word volatility because volatility suggests unstableness and it's not that, but we know prices are really yeah. high now. Yeah. And they're going to come back down. How far down? I can't tell you. Are, are they going to implode? No, they're not. Um, are we going to see a 5, 10, 15% decrease in, in sort of the key cards now? No one's got a crystal ball, but that might be a fair guess. Um, grading, I think, is, is, is going to be affected by what's happening in that world and, and the delays and, and all that stuff. You know, people are beginning to see that raw cards can have some value. Um, again, there's a lot to it, but all this stuff is done the way you do your shows, that this is a logical way to approach this stuff, but underneath it is fun so do yeah. it float your boat you know what i mean like what is it that what is it about the hobby that that gives you the enjoyment what, what, what gases you about doing it being a player collector now like tony is or being a completist like uh, me or chuck or nick or or you you're a guy that prides himself on finding stuff um at a good price and uh, building that up into something and all of a sudden you own a prism hogan that you got from something that you've built your way up to yep, right you know, smart stuff and you get you, you you get a jolt off of that you know um <clears throat> Some guys, that stuff, you know, it's, it's whatever, uh, whatever it is that, that, that makes it work for you. That's, that's the way I advocate. That's, it's just gotta be fun. Just enjoy it. So you touched a little bit on the indie cards and I would just like to get your perspective. Like what is the market looking at, at a whole, because you're looking at a lot of these prices. So there's so many types of indie releases out there. Some of them, like people really clamor after some of them, we just seem to never hear of. What's the market like in that aspect? It's good. It's a lot of people after them. Like, for example, the major, the guys that do the figure podcast, they just released 50 sets. They sold out in an hour. You know, I'm lucky to get one. GCW, I mean, now Gage is on, is on a high, especially with that dark side, but um, their stuff hard to get. If I want to go back and find stuff, find indie stuff, like you can't go back, you know, the, the, the um, so to answer your question, they weren't printed in, in huge quantities to begin with, um, and there's a lot of indie fans out there, man. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely demand. We're trying to keep up on them as best we can, but we're, we're trying to get them 
as much as we are trying to keep up on them, you know, and Chuck and I have sort of reserved ourselves that I'm not going to get all of them. And I have a bit of a fundamental problem here in Toronto that it's difficult to ship sometimes. And a lot of times people just yeah. don't want to bother with, with over the border. So there's some stuff that I'm aware of, but I know I'm not going to get, um, but we're always with each other. Have you seen this? Do you see that back and forth so that we've got it covered? But yes, yeah, so Indy, Indy says they're, they're going to like, for example, the 2011 FCW, right? Mm -hmm. The one with Nintendo. Right, that's a four hundred dollar card. You can't find those. You're just not going to find that set. You know, they're like the Rax Rolls beef in my mind. You know, um, there's an IPW set that we were talking about the other day that has Kenny Omega and it has the Briscoe Brothers. Great set, and I have most of it. I have two black binders books there called the Indie Bible, and it's probably got eighty five percent of the indie stuff that's been released. Um, but you've got to be on it to 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 get your copy because it, it could be sold out in no time. Do you think maybe the... And one more point. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, quickly, um, a lot of guys that go to these shows take these cards to get signed, right? So there's a, there's a lot of people in our hobby that are wrestling fans and specifically go to the indie shows with these cards. So do, do you think the maybe popularity on some of the indie sets... kind? I mean, of course they're fans because if they're not fans and they're not taking them to the shows to get signed, they're not interested in them. But from a like uh, monetary perspective... I'm curious if maybe the 82-83 All-Stars kind of carries some weight into these other indie sets because they're like, hey, these are kind of first appearance cards of these wrestlers, and they don't necessarily have to be put out by tops for them to be valuable at some point, besides the fact that they're just cool. So what do you think about that? I agree. You know, I was going to say maybe, but more, more about more I think about it, I think, yeah, because there, there are some sets, right, with, a, a, you know, first Keith Lee, first such and such. And, and these are the ones that people are going to want, you know, and uh, yeah, like the All-Stars wasn't the All-Stars until 10 years later. And all, all of a sudden we started buying them up and, you know, so yeah, absolutely. You know, they, you never, there, there's a set, there's a top set that came out in 2016 called Tops NXT. Yeah. It's extremely rare. Not a lot of people are aware of it, but basically the box is only needed to needed to buy like at least 15 boxes at 70 bucks a box, right? So there's not a lot of uh, complete sets out there. I don't have one. Uh, Chuck doesn't have one, you know? So if the two of us don't have a set, it's rare, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, some of this stuff, particularly this early stuff is, 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 uh, is getting harder to get your hands on. Um, you know, I have the 95 Panini. That's mm -hmm. the only known complete set of that in the world. I've been chasing that down for a decade, as has Anthony. He has almost a set. I've seen singles, but I've never seen a complete set except for the one that I finally managed to buy this year. And it was obviously not a, it wasn't a huge release, but they're out there, those cards, but not a set, no way to put it together. So that's, that, that's what could happen with some of this indie stuff. That you look at some of them, you go, wow, this is neat. Like uh, the MWR has the uh, Seth Rollins rookie. Mm -hmm. um, all that stuff. All these guys. So, so uh, just kind of in closing, we've talked about how the price guide started, what you used to build it. What do you have planned for the future of the price guide? I, I want to keep it going. It, it, it gets a lot of a lot of people come to look at it. it. It's a good sort of quick way visually to see what happened this year, to search by food type, by card type, by whatever uh, you, you want to search. When wrestlingtradingcards.com 
it's updated and corrected uh, or fully up yeah. to date, I suspect we'll have like a good one-two resource where you can go to Tony's site and get the uh, images of the cards. You can get the checklists and you can come to us and you can see the videos for the ones I have. You can get some rough pricing on the stuff. Like even Women's Division today, I released, but it's what we call the unsettled market because people are paying more now for something that just came out from Tops last week than they will six months from now. Correct. So, you know, it's, I can't go back uh, and, and, fix everything all the time because in the time that it takes to fix it something else has come up and there's a bit of time that is involved in seeing things like that and it's part of the thing that uh, that chuck and i really enjoy is the archiving element of it just staying on top and sort of being you know having a good handle on the hobby from vintage day one right to present day. Well, Paul, thanks for all of that great information. I'm hope everybody okay. will actually start using the price guide instead of just thinking, oh, I'll use eBay. You know, it is a nice guide. I've used it in conjunction with Trading Card Database, in conjunction with WTC. They're just great tools to use. Let everybody know where they can find you, the price guide, and anything else you want to plug before we get out of here. The site is thewrestlingcardpriceguide.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, same thing, Wrestling Card Price Guide. Uh, you know, hook, hook up us there. And thanks, everybody, for using the site. It's been our pleasure to bring it to the wrestling card community. And uh, we intend to keep it going. Thanks again to Paul and Ann from the Wrestling Card Price Guide for coming on the show and for putting in the time and the effort to create a wrestling card price guide. Paul's a fantastic resource and a pillar in the wrestling card hobby. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes to check out Paul's website that I've put down there, as well as links to all the ways that you can help continue showing your support for this show and everything else I'm involved in. And until next week, don't forget, keep collecting, keep having fun. We'll see you.